Welcome back to another episode of Bits and Bites. I'm sad to say this is going to be our last one just for the year, though. <laughs> so do not worry. We will have a new season coming up in the next year. We will make announcements on when we start bringing in guests. Um, it will likely be kind of maybe around February, March, just to give us a little downtime to start preparing for that as well. Anyway, so it's so. It is a special month for us. It is the last month of the year. So as always, just like we did last year, we are going to be doing a launch team special. This time, we are able to actually be in the office today. So I made sure to take advantage of the opportunity and bring in some interesting snacks. So if you guys are listening to this just on podcast or Spotify or whatever, take time to go over to our YouTube and check out the video edition because you can see our brand new... Uh, what do we call it the media room podcast room it's still pretty bare mm -hmm. we're still decorating but uh, it works it's a work in process <laughs> for sure all right so for those of you that are listening in we have Camille here who has recently joined our launch team she joined us remotely initially and so it was actually only maybe a few months ago that we actually got to all meet in face to face so yeah, Camille, how about you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. So after attending so many uh, Bits and Bites episodes, I'm really happy to be on camera today. I mean, not so happy because I'm pretty nervous. But <laughs> it's going to be OK. But yeah, my name is Camille. So I joined the team like uh, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago now. And uh, I first met the, my coworkers like three months ago. So I first uh, worked remotely and now we are all working together in the in the office so i'm pretty happy about that and what am i doing in the company so i'm a program specialist now and i'm pretty much working with jim and sam on all the programs that launch academy has yep. so was your first impression like why is everybody so short <laughs> no it wasn't actually um no my first impression was like pretty she's super tall and other than that <laughs> <laughs> fair enough i like how she only mentioned pratish being yeah. tall. The rest, of, the rest of us are not tall. <laughs> but on camera and on our voice tells us that we're seven feet too. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I have gone in comments that, you know, I have a tall person attitude. Like, I've met some of my <laughs> friends. <laughs> well, some of the friends that I got to meet recently in person, we were always online friends. But when they, we actually went face to face, they were like, oh, I thought you would be taller. So, you know, they said that I have this. Uh, tall person persona so yeah. maybe it's a good thing i don't know <laughs> that's the only thing that you cannot really get in camera right oh yeah no for sure and it, it's already weirder because we're doing this live instead of on zoom like we always do yeah. like what do we do with our hands like, <laughs> I, I don't know where where to do anything like it's like we were doing we did like one or two episodes of bits and bites like at the office or mm -hmm. in our old office but like i don't remember anything about it anymore yeah it definitely feels like it was a lifetime ago like the whole you know the pandemic the lockdowns it feels almost as if it you know i mean we're still kind of like breaching out of it but it's in some ways it almost feels like a gap year to me yeah except the, first of all it was two years and secondly oh, it felt like yeah. a decade <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So actually, speaking on that, though, like, as I mentioned, like, Camille, so Camille joined us during the lockdown. So that was why she only got to meet us pretty recently, like three months ago. So yeah, Camille, like, what was it like joining a team <laughs> that was all working from home, like, couldn't get, you know, there's no office really to meet up with and just not being able to see your coworkers face to face? Like, how was that adjustment period for you? Yeah. So at the beginning, it was a bit weird because that was my first time working remotely ever. So it was kind of like a challenge at the beginning, I would say. But you guys made it like very easy for me. And like we have a lot of tools that are helping us on the day on a day to day basis, like to like collaboration tools and stuff like that. So it was actually um, not that much of a challenge. But yeah, I was definitely super happy to meet you in person after a couple months because after a few months, because that was like kind of long <laughs> we paid you to say that though yeah <laughs> he's right listening or <laughs> maybe <laughs> he's listening into everything now <laughs> no but it's honestly fantastic that you know you have us joined and i honestly like it was a, i think it was a challenge for everyone on the team yeah. because prior to the lockdowns everyone we were always in the office space you know monday to friday nine to five we had lots of companies that were also like renting office space and we had lots of people and it going from a very bustling you know um social environment to suddenly working from home it it was a very i think it was a challenging transition period i think for a lot of us but it's really great that you know we're able to kind of slowly back um get back on our feet you know, we got our office, a new office uh, located in the heart of Yale Town now, which is absolutely gorgeous and still has the same vibes as our old yeah. Gastown one. And we have new faces, Pratish and Camille over here. Maybe one day we'll bring in Pratish for one of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, the- then we need to adjust the height of the camera, though. Oh, oh yeah, that's for sure. Do we have to lift the table as well in a little yeah, bit, too, maybe? <laughs> we we got to angle it so he's just as tall as us. <laughs> We're really hyping up Pratish's height. Yeah. Pratish is our marketing manager, just for those that haven't met him. But uh, yeah, he's just he's just in the next room. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, Kimi, how about you share with us? Or actually, like, this is just kind of question for all of us, I guess. You know, over the last two years, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of changes, um, a lot of challenges and so forth. So, like, just kind of like more of like a reflection piece for this episode. Like, what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys faced that, you know, you felt like you came over? Yeah. Um, so at the beginning, like meeting new people was kind of weird because it has been like two years that I haven't met any new person in my life. So mm. <laughs> like I was like surrounded by new people. So that was actually really cool. Um, and then another type of challenge, I would say, like, of course, you need to get used to your new environment and start working with new people. So that was kind of challenging as well. Mm-hmm. And also for me, like English is not my mother tongue. So it was kind of complicated at the beginning, like talking English every single day. And and like for a few for an, a few hours, like in a row or like I've been challenged a lot during this year, like having to um, host like not webinars, but like pitch sessions and those kind of things, which was really rewarding at the end of the day, but like quite challenging as well for me, at least. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can imagine, like, especially, like, you know, coming from a totally different country and then coming here and, you know, it was just kind of the way that life played the cards. Like, you didn't even get to meet us until, like, a good, like, year or so in. And then, yeah, definitely a lot of challenges. But honestly, I have to say, like, having you on the team, 
It's been the greatest Aww. addition. So <laughs> she's gonna cry now. Yeah, I paid her to say that as well. So. Don't worry, we'll make you cry in other ways too later on. <laughs> what? I didn't um, sign up for this. We we definitely have um, some interesting uh, snacks and games that we're gonna be playing. So mm. we'll see. Maybe maybe one of these snacks will make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get okay. those emotions running high. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, what about you, Sam? Like you know, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced this? year and you felt that you were able to overcome do you mean like this year or this, these oh i guess years? the la- yeah see what i mean like the pandemic lockdown just kind of blurred together for me so let's say the <laughs> <laughs> the last two years um i mean i mean the the funny answer is is like it was more challenging for my wife than me because mm. we we work out of the same office and we have computers side by side uh, oh, okay. and and previously like she used to work in there much more often when i was at the office but like when I'm there, I'm so loud and I'm doing things on webcams and, and webinars and all that oh. kind of stuff. So that was really annoying for her. Typing mm-hmm. super loud. And- Typing super loud, which Camille is learning of <laughs> all, all my mechanical keyboards. Um, yeah, they don't get they don't get softer. Um, by the way, <laughs> so you'll have that to enjoy. Um, but but like I, I I think it's 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 a couple of different things. I think I think perspective as these last two years have definitely changed um, me. Um, and the work we here do here at launch, right? Like I think it's forced us to, to, and I wouldn't say that we're a very bureaucratic company anyway to begin with. Like we're we're six people deep, seven people deep. It's not like there's a lot of lot of like hierarchy or things to go f- forth. But like in working with our companies and working with each other, like really, like the two years really forced us to look at work as just a part of life. And mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm sounding way more like deep than I mean to be, but, but what I mean by that is like, like I find that we as a team will have to try and check on each other's like mental health as well as physical health. Mm -hmm. Um, because, because in one sense it feels like, okay, well, if I'm your manager, am I being too nosy by like asking if you're healthy or things like that? But purely from a business perspective, if our team is not healthy in one way or another, then we have nothing to produce anyway. Yeah. right so so like to some degree and finding that balance of like okay when when are we you know stepping in too too personal right what what is the boundaries what are the boundaries like kind of trying to reimagine those i think is something that that like i've definitely felt like was a challenging experience mm-hmm. um i think it's also brought us virtually as a team a little bit closer together like we've been forced to try and be creative with different ways yeah. um through different things and and all of it revolves, revolves around cameras voices things like that right um which isn't the best for everybody like i'll be completely honest like i don't think everybody likes having like a camera or webcam on and, and headphones on and, and things like that um and so it's trying to figure out everybody's comfort level with different things right like that's been really difficult and that extends to the companies we work with right mm-hmm. like i think i learned like one of my founders and i'm not going to say who like they're not that comfortable with web calls mm-hmm. right like they it, it gave them stress it gave them anxiety yeah. So, so it's like, how do you work around that when we can't meet person to person? And then there's other people that are like, we don't like in-person meetings. Like all my customers are online. I live in a virtual world. I don't want to like talk like, you know, in person. So, so it's, it's really like learning, learning, like there's the tasks that need to be done are still the same tasks, but then learning about the humans behind it. And, and you have to kind of take a little extra half step for everything you do. Yep. But I think it also makes it a little bit more meaningful because now everybody you're working with are, are people, right? Not just like, okay, make sure you check off this box, check off that box. Um, and so so I'd, I'd say like the biggest challenge, but I think it's also like the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I really like you, that you brought up the point about like mental health and physical health and such, because I think that for me was like one of my biggest challenges as well to overcome, you know, when you're stuck in your home environment where you live in, but you also work in the line begins to blur quite a lot between, OK, like when am I really off work or am I really like on work? Can I still do things like, you know, like yep. cleaning the dishes, making lunch, or is that technically <laughs> like it's like a, it's like such small things, but you realize that it starts to take kind of like um, it starts to add up in your mind quite a lot, mm-hmm. and obviously as well like the mental health aspect where you talked about you know connection, mm-hmm. like people crave human connection in various ways, but the method of doing so varies. Some yeah. people prefer to have like in person connections where some are more comfortable doing these virtual ones so totally feel that on that front where you know being isolated especially for those that you know may be living alone or don't have friends or families that are close by it it was definitely a really rough time i think for a lot of us so yeah and i mean not to not to plug our own programs but that's really been like the motivation between what we want to build with with the entrepreneurs that live Mm -hmm. in, in our community with launchpad right like it's understood that like and my, and my my thesis is that if you want to learn about the very practical ways on how to build a startup like how to register a business how to build a product how to code like those pieces of data can be found online probably for free mm-hmm. yeah. period across the board right um, but what we're trying to do is using those pieces of data or using those pieces of information as catalysts for human connection and the, the of course the nerdy and fancy term we always use is like startup community right um but but like that's the core of the community is like okay while we're living this part of life together in in our case it's it's people who happen to be building companies like who are you walking alongside right and and those are up days and down days and things like that and so we're continually trying and i wouldn't say we're completely we figured it out um but we're trying to figure out different ways to make that just a one percent better yeah exactly it's about the collective experience essentially and the people that you like looking at our companies all of them you know the one thing that they share is that they're all trying to you know um find success for the company they're trying to grow their company they're trying to make sure that their team you know um is you know mentally and healthy spiritually healthy and then you have issues such as you know business might be going down businesses might be failing because of the economy because of the lockdowns but all these challenges each founder that we have in our program are going through in a very similar manner but it's at least nice to know that there is going to be someone else just you know right next door easily accessible through our slack channels through our programs that you can meet and then even share your own personal experience and connect to them on that level and maybe even learn from their experiences or what they've um how they handled their own challenges that they faced so yeah. i feel like even during the pandemic like some of our entrepreneurs have built like very strong relationship among them so i can't wait for them to meet in person so to see what's the, like what's different and how they can like um help each other out and do different things so yeah i think it's one of the things i look the most forward to for next year like having in-person events and like meeting people in mm-hmm. in real life and see how they can like build those connections and help each other out like with business wise or co- or like on their personal life as well yeah and actually on that note though <laughs> we do have some exciting news which is that we have had some 
uh, companies land in Vancouver recently. Yeah. Um, so, so far in the recent months, we've had uh, three companies land. Um, so we have video.ai. We also have Dreamco as well as Re Revar. Yeah. I, I never say it right. So yeah. App.app.app. So there's yes. the proper plug for you guys. We'll make sure we'll leave the links in the descriptions. Mm -hmm. If you want to check some of what some of the companies doing, um, all sorts of cool stuff from video advertising to, to, uh, VR AR experiences. Um, Dreamco specifically does this insurance software. So, so mm -hmm. if you're in that industry, um, definitely check those guys out and we'll make sure to leave the links. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, speaking like, you know, just for me personally, being able to see like the founders face to face physically here, you know, you always hear their voices. You always can kind of yeah. see them on video, but it's just, you know, and obviously a lot of email back and forth, but it's a different feeling to actually see them and physically in the office and just to see the amount of excitement that they have to finally be in Canada. Um, some of these companies have been working f for like, over a year really throughout her whole program just to finally receive their work permit and you know travel over to canada so for some of them this was a very very long process um very grueling one as well but um you know you can just tell that this was a really great choice that they're really excited about so that personally brings me a lot of joy um yeah That's for sure what are you guys kind of excited about then, like kind of this coming year? Because, you know, we do have more companies that are scheduled to kind of land throughout the different cohorts that we have for phase four. So January is going to definitely be more of our official start for those that are listening in. Um, we do have at least four companies that are scheduled to land um, in January or early February. Um, and then as uh, the months go on, we'll be having a more rolling basis and hopefully more companies will be arriving. We can start building that in-person community more. But what are some things that you guys are more excited about for the following year? Um, for me, I would say it's like having those in-person events. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, since I started like uh, a year and a half ago, it was like right in the middle of, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I actually never, I've never met, really met any companies. Mm -hmm. And the companies that have started the program when I was uh, starting working here are not y here yet. So mm -hmm. I've actually never really met any company I started working with. I mean, Rivar is an exception, but the other were already in the programs before I joined the, the company. So um, I feel like I've started to build like very strong relationship with uh, a lot of companies. So I can't wait to meet them in person and like give them advice. Like, cause I'm as a foreigner myself, as an immigrant, immigrant myself, I've been through a lot of things that they will have to go through as well. So like in terms of like, I don't know, getting a SIN number, or all those like administrative stuff that can, that can be like a big cumbersome at the beginning. I've been through it all. So I'm like happy to share my experience with them and like give them advice on, I don't know, we all, <laughs> we always do that, like giving them advice about like good restaurants or good, pla good hiking <laughs> places to go to or things like now that. Now that's not all we do. No, yeah. that's not all we do. But, but you <laughs> reminded me, and I can't remember if this was on the questions list later, but like you, you mentioned you're an immigrant if they couldn't tell of your French accent. <laughs> um, she is from France, not yeah. Quebec, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you moved here, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. was it three years ago, two years ago? Three years ago now, almost. Okay, now. Three, why did you decide to move here, first of all? Um, and by here, I mean Vancouver. Yeah. 
So I think I had like different options because like there is like um, a visa program in France that is called uh, the working holiday visa. So mm. it's like similar in two different in different countries. But like I had the options between like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Singapore, and those kind of sc- the different other countries. But I don't know why. But I was like. Uh, I've, I've always wanted to live in Canada because of like the, the huge space that we have here and like the nature and stuff like that. And then why did I choose <laughs> Vancouver? Because I went to Toronto, didn't really like it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to stay. We're going to have some Toronto slander. <laughs> oh, <episode>. no. <laughs> no. Make some enemies. It was like the big city compared, like pretty mm. similar to Paris, mm. right? And uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to live abroad because I didn't want to live in Paris anymore. So I was like, I'm not going to live in Toronto if I try to escape from Paris. Mm. And then Montreal is like the French the sp- French speaking part of the country and I didn't want to live in the French environment. So like the next big city was definitely Vancouver. And actually before moving here, I, I didn't want to check anything about the city. I didn't even know what it looked like and stuff like that. I just wanted to live like the full experience and see how I will react in like my new environment straight away so uh, like i took the train from montreal to vancouver and that's how i discovered the city for for the first time like at the train station and (laughs) just be there wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) took one train from montreal all the way here yeah there was a four days train so quite intense royal canadian railroad pride and joy of canada (laughs) yeah (laughs) i still need to go on that one that's the thing like when we when we have conversations off air like we always make fun that Camille's more Canadian than us yeah. when we grew mm-hmm. up here because like I haven't done a lot of the things that she's already done in <laughs> Vancouver yeah that's the thing I'm sure you have a lot of people have done more things in France that I have so mm-hmm. and then so so what so to put you on the spot like what's one thing that you're surprised that you enjoyed this much about Vancouver and then reversely what's one thing that you're like mm, not so good yeah um i think the thing i love the most about vancouver is like living by the mountains and like everything is like super close that like you can ski during winter you can hike during summer and i love hiking so that's like one of the main reasons why i decided to move here um but on the other side like there is some stuff that i'm <laughs> a bit skeptical about like that i don't understand for example like the banking ki- system or the oh. healthcare system or mm-hmm. like the school system here at I don't really understand what's going on, so I'm like, <laughs> I need to like, like study that to make sure that I'm like investing my money properly and that I'm not like mm. using like. And there's no book cards. on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Like, there's, I mean, there's there's lots of pages on the internet, but then on the internet, you're like, okay, well, what's real? What's, yeah, what's where? Like, which one's accurate and things like that. Yeah. That's funny you say mountains because you see mountains as like, like a <laughs> a plus. Yeah. I see mountains as more calories burned. <laughs> it's, it's, it's harder for me to get upstairs because there's an incline. Oh, come on. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of stairs, you know, for those that haven't tried the grouse grind yet, that is a combination of both the stairs and the mountain. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Camille. Have you tried it yet? Yeah. Okay, oh. <laughs> before I go forward, like... For any old timers that are listening or, you know, OG supporters of Launch Academy, like we lived the grouse grind, man. It was every day at work, (laughs) three flights of stairs up and down, beer runs. So anyway, back back to your grouse grind uh, leisure experience. Yeah, I feel like you cannot be a real Vancouverite if you haven't climbed the the grouse grind, right? Mm. I mean, I did it like three months ago, so it wasn't that long ago, but I mean. How did it feel? 
Uh, I thought it would be easier to be honest because mm-hmm. there, there's so many people doing it that I was like, okay, shouldn't yeah. be too complicated. <laughs> but then, the, like people were like timing themselves and like trying to be as fast as possible. And you were you had those kids like with there there was like huge stairs and they could barely yeah. like try to go up. And I was like, oh my god, so this is actually a real thing in Vancouver, <laughs> like the grouse grind. Yeah, mm-hmm. did it? Did it hurt? Mm? Did it hurt? No, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it's always grouse grind is one of those things that feel like so deceptive. Um, because you hear stories about like, yeah. oh, like people take their kids there and you're like, Okay, if, like if the kids are doing it, like how, <laughs> how bad can it be? And then when you even when you get there, you're kinda like, Oh, like is it just stairs? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you're like, What's the big deal? I can I can do some stairs. But then, like, the I think it's the first sign that's the most demoralizing. Oh, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, you talked about deception. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because then the first sign, you're like, oh, okay, we're like, we're, we're almost there. And then it's like, I, I don't remember, it's been like 10 years since they did it, right? But, but like, it's like one-fifth of the way or, or like quarter mile or something. And quarter like, mark. Oh, crap. It's mm-hmm. like, it's time to give up if you're already tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember my first time doing the grouse grind um, with some friends and like just going up, you know, it was already very challenging. I think it was like maybe 20 minutes in and we saw that (laughs) quarter marker and I just wanted to just... It's so mean. It took every like willpower I had left in me to just keep going. Because, you know, when you have friends with you, like you don't want to be that one person (laughs) that like gives up, you know, like... And so luckily I had my friends to like help push me, but oh man, if that was me on my own, I would have just turned right around <laughs> real quick. Well, if it was me on my own, I wouldn't have been there in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So for those that are not in Vancouver yet, definitely if you want to become officially titled as a Vancouver, right? Yeah. Grouse Grind. That will be... Yep. That will be your official. Uh. Yep, and I mean, like athletes do it, and they mm-hmm. they struggle too. Like um, one of the big things about the local hockey team here is they make their their training camp, uh, whether it's players or kids or whatever mm-hmm. prospects, they all do the gross grind. And those guys are professional athletes; they struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other people when they vacation here, like they also struggle. Like there was a there was a basketball star called Jimmy Butler. He came and did the gross grind, and he was dying. Oh, um, yeah? He's like one of the fittest people on earth. Wow. Um, so, you know. That's good to know, yeah. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Yeah, well, um, moving on then, I just wanted to kind of, you know, touch in a little bit, just kind of talk in a little bit about, you know, the episodes, the guests that we had um, over the course of the last year. And, like, maybe, you know, if you guys want to share, what were some of the highlights that you found? Like, what was one, you know, one or two guests that we had? Like, what really stood out to you? Or maybe even just, like, excerpts or something that they talked about or shared with that really touched you or stood out to you? What were some of those parts that you may have on your mind? Um, I think one of my favorite one, I had a couple actually, because mm-hmm. like, I was like re-listening to, re-listening to some of them like um, a few weeks ago, but uh, I think one of my favorite one was the one we had with Tweaky. Oh, uh, yes from like not NBA Top Shot, but she was talking about <laughs> NFTs and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was super interesting to me because I was like just getting into this space, uh, the NFT blockchain space. And like she gave she gave she gave us like a lot of insights on how because like she started NBA Top Shot pretty much at the t- same time as you told us about that. So I was like, oh, maybe <laughs> January, I should January or February. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, maybe I should have been that. Su- I could have been that successful to win. <laughs> 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 Did that happen? Yeah. 
but yeah she, that was one of my uh, favorite episodes i think mm-hmm. cool yeah you can go first yeah i mean there's i think there's quite a number i mean a lot of the guests that we brought on all of them have such unique experiences such ex- uh, unique journeys and they do all have something to kind of share and teach um and I think the top two that probably stood out the most to me, one was Vancouver Foodie. I knew you were in this. <laughs> well, if it's not obvious by now. You, um, you mean you host a show called Bits and Bites and you like <laughs> Vancouver Foodie? Well, I mean, it was for several reasons too. Aside from the fact that, you know, it involved food and she's a food blogger. Just her, um, so for those that might not be familiar, I also had my um, time uh, working as kind of a video game influencer per se. Um, I was a Twitch broadcaster for a number of years. And so I think I related a lot to um, Emma from Vancouver, Vancouver Foodie because just the amount of time and energy that you put into creating content, managing your socials, but still trying to maintain that balance of being passionate about your work, but also passionate for the love of what you're doing. It's a it's a fine balance. And I think um, she did a really great job of like kind of explaining. And um, you also kind of understand that to us as a consumer, if you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook and you see all these photos or videos, um, you just think, oh, okay, like that looks really easy. I'm sure they just kind of like filmed it and then it's done. And it's the same thing that was I experienced when I was streaming video games. People just kind of figured, oh, hey, like, don't you just turn on your webcam and play video games? Like people, a lot of the um, audiences don't understand that There is a lot of mental work. There's a lot of preparation that goes into it. There's a lot of energy. It's very time consuming. And the impact it may also have just in general on your mental health as well. So I really loved having Emma here to kind of share her experiences on that and kind of shed more light on the background of being uh, an influencer. I I know she doesn't like being called an influencer, but in a way, you know, when you have such a large social media presence, what you have to say in your opinion does also resonate with a lot of people that are watching you. Yeah. Um, the other, <laughs> so I, I think everybody's hitting pause right now and trying to Google Jean's old Twitch <laughs> We're not going to link this one. Like, we want to keep some mystery. Out. Just keep it a little bit of mystery. If you find it, you find it. <laughs> um, but the other one that I really, really enjoyed and I might be a little bit biased cause you know, um is david david um runs demova he has his app pineapple and obviously it might be a little bit biased of us because he is also part of our maple program but beyond that um i really loved having david here as a guest um he really touched um he had a very uh passionate way of expressing why he feels technology is going to change the world essentially and beyond that too how um, making technology much more available yep. across the world on a global level is going to increase, you know, um, life satisfaction, is going to increase education, is going to increase overall happiness. Because if we keep limiting technology advancement to, you know, first world countries or those that have access to it, then the potential for innovation or new technology or new ideas is going to be so limited 
But if we're able to share what we know and share the knowledge that we have and create those opportunities, the world will advance much faster. And I think David does a really good job of kind of elaborating on that. And and he does it by example as well. Like one of the first apps that he's created um, using AR technology is to help the visually impaired. And um, we'll definitely link his episode again, but it, I think it was our... September. It's just it's just the previous one from this. One. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was our November episode release. So definitely check it out. Really great guy, and also check out his uh, no code app Pineapple as well, which is trending quite hotly <laughs> on the Apple Store as well. So she doesn't know it because she's an Android user. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, I th- I think the one I was just looking through the episodes as, as we're talking. Um. Uh, I think we had a lot of fun with Chris Hobbs. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Chris. Chris Hobbs uh, also runs a podcast called Afternoon Tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, also runs a, a software studio called Triple T Studios, uh, which he runs with his uh, twin brother, and they're both super yep. tall. They are super they tall are. in real life, yep. by the way. <laughs> Height yep. is a recurring topic in this podcast. Um, but but I think I just appreciated his, like, you could tell that he has a lot of energy to what he does. And part of that energy is because he enjoys what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I know it's like very token to be like, do what you love and, and whatever. And, and let, let's be real, especially in, in today's society when so many people are without jobs, period. Right. Like doing what you love is in some ways it's, it's a luxury or a privilege. Right. Um, but, but with Chris, like one of the most fascinating things I learned about, about him was like, he, he built the company that he wanted to build, and then he yeah. he gave up the CEO spot, um, and so I'm not going to leak the the entire episode. So so you're going to have to go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it before. But like he kind of goes into, and then the long and short of it is he's like I found someone that was better, right? And and in that case, I think it takes a lot of humility to be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm not as good as this as if someone else was doing it, yeah. right? And I think I think there's a crazy story there, and and I think I think um you know one of the stereotypes of like entrepreneurs or founders is like you know we're we're narcissistic or egotistical or or, you know you know all these kind of negative connotations um but but some people really just love building things and it doesn't have to be just them that builds it right and and he's built something cool and now he's happy to kind of pass along what he's building so i i found that to be kind of really interesting um just seeing seeing like you know um and I, I remember when when Triple T Studios was created. Actually, this is this is like a long time ago. You were probably in like primary school. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't remember how long ago it was, but but um, yeah, like it's, it's cool to see like their their team is growing and the projects they're doing have have grown immensely. Um, and and he still has lots of time to to hang out with us on our podcast, along with like tons of other podcasts. And he's a he's a great Vancouver community figure. Definitely. And I do want to mention too, like obviously we've only shared kind of the ones that you know are highlights, but obviously I think overall all of our guests picking your children. <laughs> <laughs> it was very difficult. Like obviously, like for me, there's a reason why we bring in each of our guests. Um, we do try to make sure that you know there's two ways to look at it. The overall um, goal of bits and bytes is to create kind of a broader picture of what it really is to be an entrepreneur, what it's like to work within the tech industry, and to kind of have people share their own life experiences or what they've learned along the way in their own journey. And so, you know, each of the guests that we bring on, like they always have at least some kind of unique experience that they're willing to share. And that's what I really, really love about everyone that has come on the show so far. And on that note, actually, 
you know, for the next season, we are going to be looking at bringing in new guests. We may even bring in some of our previous guests for like, you know, a second rerun, see what they've been up to over the last year. But I know that, you know, some of you may be itching or you may know a superstar within your own workplace um, or you may know another entrepreneur that's, you know, starting up their own company and you want to, you know, they have an amazing story that, you know, thinks uh, that you think will hit the hearts of our viewers or listeners. So um, we are going to be starting to take in some intake forms. So we will make sure to link it. Um, if you know anyone or if you yourself wants to join us as a guest, um, please feel free to sh uh fill out that form and we'd love to hear from you yeah and if you if you just want somebody on our podcast just i mean just send us a tweet at launch academy hq yep. the forms can come later and then we can we can look into making an app and mm -hmm. yeah. um but on that note this is a cool professional transition point <laughs> right like when we started this show two two years ago now it's crazy like one of the big themes was like we didn't want to be just another startup show mm -hmm. right we didn't want to like, I think fun was like a requirement. It wasn't optional. We had to have fun. And obviously we've had a lot of fun talking to a lot of guests. We listened to the stories. We've done an immense amount of talking throughout the years, but we were really insistent on the show being called Bits and Bites because a very key part of being in Vancouver is like, I, I think, I think, okay, there, there's foodies, but honestly, I think everybody in Vancouver is a foodie to some degree. Like oh, I'm probably already on like the lowest tier yeah. of, of foodies. <laughs> but I even even for myself, I'll be honest. Like I find that I have like a lot of random opinions on random food things. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like if like you just have to have an opinion on food if you want to like have social life in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, you've prepared some things for for specifically for Kami. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, we went to the candy room in Vancouver. So there is a location right on Robson. Um, they have a wide assortment of different weird, um, popular or even like old school candy snacks and everything like that. So I made sure to pick out um, some very interesting ones here. So for those that are watching, as you can see, we have the what are these called oh blue heat talkies wait are they actually blue yep these are actually coated in blue isn't there a doritos that, that cannot be good yeah, yeah i'm a little bit concerned about this one <laughs> <laughs> like we don't even have gloves of water <laughs> it is considered hot chili pepper flavors so same intensity new look um and then we also have here um, so these candies are actually from the UK. They're essentially these hard uh, sour candies and they are supposedly rated as the most sour candy available in the world. Sorry, right here, like that, yes. that little bag? Yes. Most sour in the world. Yes, but obviously that could be up for debates, but... I think within that better the better be marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually looked up before on Reddit and Google search and forums what people consider to be the most sour candy. And this was one of the uh, most popular suggestions. And the candy room in Vancouver is one of the only ones that um, has it available. I believe you can also Lucky buy nice. these on Amazon as well, um, depending on which location you're from. But how are those called then? Ah. Uh, I don't actually recall the name. Yeah. Oh. 
but <laughs> they're from the UK, the, so non-named European. Like, yeah, like we've been filming for a good like what forty minutes now. We were like forty minutes deep. Like I, 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 I eyeballed those because I didn't know what you guys got, and I was like, I felt like a tingle in my tongue, and I haven't eaten anything yet. You can tell already. <laughs> like I can feel it without trying it. Yeah, I will just say. That each of these um, snacks that we brought on, like, so as Sam mentioned, this, there was always going to be a food aspect to our shows. And the key part was that it wanted to be a food challenge. I was going to go, like, I wanted to go very sadistic when it came to these food challenges. And so I believe I mean, that got, I've done a... got blue chips and the most sour candy in the world. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't stop there, guys, because we also got... Um, I'm not sure if you can hear this, but uh, in front of the mic. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so for those that are watching, we have the Bean Boozled Party Pack. So this is obviously Camille's first time hearing yep. of Bean Boozled, so this is going to be really exciting. So for those that are not familiar with Bean Boozled as well, they came out with a game. It comes with a little spinner. And essentially, they have their regular flavors, which include peach, birthday cake, the fruity, toasted marshmallows. Um, let's see what else. Sounds Berry nice, blue. Right? Yeah, She's lying nice. to you. Yeah. But they have a twist to this. They have also included very, very... <laughs> I, I don't even I don't know what the word would be to describe these flavors. I, I want I want the audio listeners to know that I am physically shaking my head right now. <laughs> I want you to hear the sound of me shaking my head. I just to give you guys an idea of what flavors that these could possibly be, we have uh barf flavor. Barf vomit. Um oh. there is also dead fish. Oh no! <laughs> um and stinky socks. Oh, that's actually that's the, the least worst. <laughs> yeah, worst. I also remember like burger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, grass. Oh, oh yes, grass. grass. Uh, what other weird? I've eaten all the bad ones. Yeah, that I think reminds me of a Harry, Harry Potter. Right? Yeah, there was yeah. a Harry Potter version of this, mm. but we got the. Uh, we got the non-branded. original non-branded version. So, um, so I think, so I mean, <laughs> so let's just take a vote. How would you guys, like, in which order do you want to try these snacks? Because, I mean, we got the really, really spicy. Um, we got the really, really sour. And then we got, you know, it could either be, it's a very 50-50 chance that, you know, <laughs> you're going to get a really amazing flavor to clean the palate or... You're going to be kind of, you know, oh. losing your appetite for the rest of the day. So so, so I think we should start with the, the snacks and then end off with the bean boozled. With the bean boozled. Okay. I, I don't know how many times we're going to do this. Maybe like twice each? Yeah. Let's say two times each. There's, each. Like, there's like 60 beans in there. So mm-hmm. so we're not, we're not going to do them all on air and bore you guys to death and also... You know, it won't you know, be too we pleasant still, We still want to, you know, maintain our appetite. Yeah. You know, we have a team yeah. dinner so, later on. So, you know. So, so the, pass, pass the tackies. The, the, blue, the, the blue heat doesn't seem so bad now, right? All right. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, hey, like, they're blue. It could be just like Doritos. Like, I've never had these myself, but. Um, okay. This this looks like, like blue food coloring yep. salt on like a Cheeto like smurf colors it's like those um have you guys seen those like french fry chips 
Yes. It's like that, but it's like covered in blue chemical flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Okay. Mm. Mm. It's okay. It's kind of like. It's not that bad, yeah. It has like, it's a, like a lemony. Cheeto. Oh, it's like tahini. You know, um, I'm not sure if you guys had the um, the tahini before, but it's like that lemon, um, or not lemons, the lime flavored salt with like chili. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the hint of of chili lime in it, mm. but I don't think I would enjoy like having a bag of this. Oh no, like just when it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't think it's bad tasting. I just don't think it's like a snack that you're like, oh, let me watch this movie and have mm. have these blue takis. It's pretty spicy though, right? I think I think that was the intention. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, it was like okay. And I think it will build, <laughs> like mm. the more. You oh have. yeah. Yeah, it is considered on the extreme level of spice. So mm. I have a feeling that if there are any listeners from the U.S., though, we, we might get some heat because yeah, like, I know Takis is Takis like Takis are loved by my American friends. Mm -hmm. I don't. I have no idea why. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, we're we're Canadians, so we like our uh, Doritos <laughs> and well, our. I got flamed from my American friends the other day for being obsessed with ketchup chips. Oh, oh my gosh, ketchup chips are amazing. See, there you go. We're we're so patriotic. <laughs> we want our chips the same color as our flags. <laughs> All right, so um, I did I did prepare some tissue tissues here because I know that <laughs> this may be one of those things that you might want to not you know <laughs> take on the whole time. So for those that are watching the video again, <laughs> so we're gonna have live vomiting followed by vomiting. <laughs> <Fun favorite>, uh, <laughs> I feel like beans. this is a very like if you're not comfortable with you know um, no nothing. Bad is gonna <laughs> I but. think well these are these are candies right yeah so, it's essentially so like, candy it's just it's gonna, gonna be very sweet, very sour right? you know it's like those videos where moms give um their babies lemons for the first time and the faces that they make it's kind of like that mm. <laughs> oh <laughs> how's it feeling sad i don't know i like it i like sour candy though hmm. i think my problem with this is it's way too big mm. And trying to describe it while eating it. <laughs> like, I'm really afraid that I'm going to choke my body right now. <laughs> and now I've made them, like, laughs, which makes it worse. But, it's like... very sour. I'm I, almost crying right now. I really liked sour candies as a kid, so that's why, like, they're they're not having a good time. Oh. I'm okay. Also, you can push it to the side, in which case, then it's not sour. <laughs> for that second. But like this is sour to the point of salty. Yeah. So, not. Mm, I don't know if kids would like it. I think kids might cry. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. But isn't it supposed to get sweet by now? So I think that's the difference. Is like most sour candies Ooh. by now, like forty second, forty five seconds of me trying to describe it with a big, you know, <laughs> big yeah. ball in my <laughs> big big candy ball in my mouth. <laughs> It should be sweet by now, mm. but mm -hmm. it's still going. It's still sour. Mm -mm. So I think that's like Jean's already packaging it up. She's like, I, I don't want anything else to do with this. I, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, Ooh. so so I've made it. Fifty seconds into to talking, it's now no longer sour. Now it's just another giant like jawbreaker. So. Yeah, I might spit it out soon because I don't want to keep this thing in my. Yeah. <laughs> you may regret I, that later because you know some of these flavors. <laughs> you might need that. Yeah, but you wanted the full experience, right? So I'm here to have the full experience. 
Awesome. All right. So in the meantime, as they are finishing up um, their <laughs> finishing up <laughs> <laughs> finishing up their jawbreakers, um, I am gonna move on to the Jelly Belly. So just to give you an idea of what the bad flavors are, I got a whole comprehensive list here. We have liver and onions, oh. uh, rotten egg, mm. barf, booger. Booger, booger. How do you pronounce booger? Is it just booger? Booger, booger. Um, stinky socks, old bandages. Apparently, this is a new flavor. Old bandages, guys. This is an awful set. Like every one of these is bad. <laughs> well, each one also has a counter good flavor. Yeah, but like the way I'm looking at this, toothpaste is the best one. So if you if you mm -hmm. get toothpaste, oh, you're, you're laughing. That's basically mint. Yeah, yeah. But I like mean everything else. <laughs> they got stink bug, dirty dishwasher doesn't sound too bad. What? I mean, <laughs> it sounds pretty bad. I mean, okay, in comparison to like dead fish. Like, like, are you are you thinking about like, oh, I had something delicious for dinner, and now the remains are on uh. my dirty dishes, and that's what it tastes like? I was thinking, it could be dirty dish so. water, you know? Like, that's not better. <laughs> <laughs> old bandage mm. all right so, okay how are we gonna do this let's do maybe uh his rock paper scissors might take too long Camille can just go first yes yeah, so or we can choose okay. you want to go first or want to go last you don't get to go in the middle so sam you can go first then okay I'll all right <laughs> so, i don't have the candy in my mouth <laughs> so jen you go first oh okay oh lordy all right so let's go i'm spinning the wheel and she's dropped on uh, Oh no. Okay, so I got either I can either be picking Tutti Fruity or Stinky Socks. That's not that bad. Eat the socks. Eat I'm just the gonna socks. Keep a, I'm just gonna keep a napkin close by just in case that this does not go the way that I planned. I am just looking to see if we can find the Okay, so I think it's these guys here. Go the pink for it. ones, right? Yeah. Camille can verify that Jean's not cheating. All right, so this looks like it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that looks like the... So this one looks like Tutti Fruity. It's like a light pink with um, colorful splotches on it. Mm. All right, here we go. Those are the remnants of sock. We're, we're watching her expressions. She, she can't figure out what it is, so it's probably decent. <laughs> we're complete radio silence. She doesn't know what she's eating, so it can't be that bad. Probably not socks. But I mean, it's not like it's it not doesn't fruity. taste like tutti frutti, but it doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste awful either. Okay, well, I think socks <laughs> would have been one of the better ones anyway, compared to like a liver flavored candy, right? Yeah. Like it's not like some people really enjoy liver, but like I don't uh, want that in my candy. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on, let's give it a go. Okay, please. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, the hold on there, there. hold she, she on was gonna go okay fine we'll, we'll go for the so so she did do the stinky socks but it slid over and it became a pomegranate or old bandage so all right oh so it's those red ones right there like this one yeah so it looks pretty innocent <laughs> looks, looks pretty red pill or blue pill 
Oh no! <laughs> she definitely got. She the definitely got the bandage. Oh. How does it? Now please describe it to our listeners. <laughs> How you were pranked it... by your coworkers oh, today? It tastes like hospital. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're in an emergency room and the. It's kind of fascinating. Like how did mm. how did they manage to package the taste of hospital <laughs> into Genji. a candy? And they're mm. like, this is a pretty good job. I've never eaten a hospital. I've always been curious about that. Like, I'm sure they have like a whole team of like scientists just like in the oh background testing different chemicals. And oh man, imagine being the food taster like oh, yeah. for these. Like, does this taste like dirty socks? <laughs> oh, so welcome to welcome to Canada again. Even though yeah. you've been here three years, we do <laughs> weird things like this. RM. All right. Uh, what's that say? Looks I don't know like what do you want to count this. So it's peach or barf. Peach so or barf. peach or barf. What color is that? I, don't I know. believe it's the orange. There's an orange one. The orange with the... There's like only two orange ones on here. Yeah, there's two orange. Alright, I'm going So it's either... <laughs> so far, Sam's expression is very neutral. I think he's trying to figure out... Oh! 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 Oh, it just turned very... It looks like he might even barf himself. Um, oh. I gotta I say... I don't think fish? I got the right one. Is it dead fish? Maybe it's a dead fish flavor? Because I know there's two oranges. Dead fish? I don't know. I just want to get rid of it in my mouth. <laughs> it tastes like um, moldy cheese. I think there is a moldy cheese. I really wish we bought water or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that's true. We did definitely did we not get about any. the tissues. We did, we did. We did not think this through. <laughs> All uh, right. Let's keep oh. it going. I want to get right, this out of my more. mouth. All right. One more. Yeah, me too. Just one more. <laughs> let's see. Oh no. It was the rotten blue. egg or butternut. Oh, popcorn. okay. Okay, I've had the rotten egg. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Probably. Yeah. Probably the worst one. Okay. Oh my so god. So I'm going in. To be honest, I don't even like the good flavor. Like buttered popcorn yeah. jelly beans is not. Yeah. yeah. So either way, this is gonna be like a zero percent chance of like I happiness. Can't believe we paid money for this. Did we win? We're all rooting for that egg. We're watching our expressions. <laughs> yep. Oh. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> Jean has won her own game once again. <laughs> if we had captions, which we don't, it would say inaudible. <laughs> oh my. Oh. oh, this one looks gross. That, I'm pretty sure, was the worst one. I just need to, I, I just, I'm sorry, I just need to collect myself a bit. Like the flavor. While, while Jean's is dying, just lingering we'll, in my we'll mouth. Give, uh, we'll give Camille mm. her last one. I'm just gonna take a Takis here just to wash this out. <laughs> Imagine taking the blue heat to wash off the taste in your mouth. So this one is either berry blue or toothpaste. Mm. So that's the best Did you one. Cheat? No, I didn't. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try the, the blue you one. You can just pop that right through. Toothpaste is basically a palate cleanser. And that's berry blue. So and she won that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Here we go. Oh. Wait, what? Are, no, I'm not gonna do the barf again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hit barf three times. 
It's Kay. a sign. <laughs> no, I'm not. I want to try something else. What is that? Oh, liver and onions. Oh. Or cappuccino. This was actually my worst nightmare. Uh oh. I don't even eat onions normally. It's this one, I think. I think it's this one. Choose wisely. Where's the other one? <laughs> I think it's the brown. I think it's the dark brown looking one. I'm looking at you. Cappuccino me, man. I'm so scared. It is not cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever had liver before? Like, this tastes like French onion soup. <laughs> in a jelly belly mm. i don't want to move my tongue right now real bad because uh <laughs> I'm trying to dodge this taste really but french onion soup is amazing it's pretty good yeah not in a jelly bean <laughs> <laughs> with liver <laughs> how did i hit what I, I actually can't talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are the unlucky, unlucky one <laughs> oh I'm really unlucky Would you at live Would you like a uh, talkies to yeah, clear yeah. out I'm that? Okay. <laughs> Maybe I can take one. Cool. So awesome. Does that just about wrap it up? Yeah. Well, we did it, guys. We went through our first official food challenge. It was, I have to say, I mean, do you guys feel closer now? Like, you know, like this is a very nice team bonding experience, wasn't I it? I feel disgusting. I can't wait to get ready to try some yeah. of this. Oh, yes. We're definitely going to make some of our other uh, co-workers with us try, uh, yeah. um, try this. We have a team dinner in just a bit. So, you know, we'll make sure that they get a taste of this <laughs> for their dessert. <laughs> All right. Well, I have to say that is going to be the end of our show today. Uh, we are, you know, as mentioned, we will be resuming a new season in the new year. Uh, we'll definitely be making announcements. But in the meantime, you know, definitely check out our other guests. I know we only got to highlight a few of our favorites, but all of them essentially are our favorites. Let's be honest. <laughs> they all have really great things to learn and share about their own experiences. So please feel free to check out the other episodes. And we will also make sure to share our own links as well as the other companies that we have referenced as well. Thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoy the new year. Enjoy your holidays. And we'll see you in the new year. Take care. Bye. Bye, Thanks, everyone. everyone.